Welcome to Chucked. Austin, Charles, we have nothing to talk about today. Nothing's happened in Ohio sports. Nothing is happening in Ohio sports. Wow. Wow, wow. There's so much for us to talk about. Um, yesterday, as of this recording, the Cleveland Browns fired their head coach, Hugh Jackson, and their offensive coordinator, Todd Haley. And oh, by the way, the Cavs fired their rookie coach, Teron Liu, <laughs> who was the first rookie coach in history to be fired after six games. Um, I say that, obviously, tongue firmly planted in cheek because we all believe that LeBron has been the head coach of mm-hmm. the Cavaliers for X I think they should go back to Blatt. They yeah, never really, I saw that. Never really gave that a, never gave gave that a, a shot. chance. Yeah. And then Ohio State lost. We haven't um, And Ohio haven't State lost since, since we recorded last. And, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, was, was there... College there... football rankings come out as of today. Oh, do recording. they really? Well, tonight, yeah. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Most meaningless show... On television oh tonight. What a farce. I, you know, punk is spelled E-S-P-N to me. <laughs> so I, unless I absolutely have to watch a game, mm-hmm. E-S-P-N is B-A-R-R-E-D in my brain. I am done. I'm, I saw Shelly Meyer tweeted out. Somebody asked her if, if, if uh, on Twitter, if she had seen that Paul Feinbaum had said that Urban's done that he's quitting after this year, and she took the words right out of my mouth. I mm. do not listen to Paul Feinbaum. I do not watch ESPN, and I don't. I just, yeah, I don't. I'm past that era, so it's mm-hmm. freed me, freed me from ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about let's talk about because there's so many leadership applications to the situation in Cleveland with you, my dear friend Ken Moyer. Texted me last night, and with a big smile on his face, he said, what's up with your brownies? <laughs> and uh, many of you know, Ken played for the Bengals. He's a Bengals man, and, and we root, of course, for the Bengals as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm getting it today. Um, they had to. I mm-hmm. think they had to do this. They were not better. They only had better quarterback play, which is saying a lot because it's another rookie. But they were not better. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had better talent. I don't know why they didn't do it at the beginning of the year. What did they see? I know. What did he think, do and not do that got him yeah. fired? This, you know. I think Haslam just year. saw that it, it, he wasn't dealt a very good hand and wanted to give him a chance. I but think it proves the internal, you know, um, what, is it, what was the word? Strife. Or strife or whatever yeah. between Haley and them. That you know that that's yeah. because but other it, than that, I don't know what. But it's another forced marriage by Haslam, Mike Lombardi, Joe Banner, uh, Mike Pettin. Ray Farmer. It's another. It's another forced marriage that doesn't work, and that's the. I, I've, uh, the hope I have is I do. I'm. I. There's no way John Dorsey's not going to hire the coach he wants, mm-hmm. or he'll be out the door. I mean, that's just not his personality. So, um, you know, we all have flaws as leaders who have blind spots, and Jimmy Haslam's blind spot is he just runs through stop signs that the rest of the league would say, "Oh no, 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 no." Todd Haley, Hugh Jackson. That's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And he just blows right through things like that. And um, you know, trying to force things to work. It did nauseate me yesterday in the press conference how many times they used the word collaborative. Mm-hmm. I asked you this morning, how many times do you think that the word collaborate comes up between Bill Belichick and, and Kraft? Kraft yeah. You know, I mean, oh, collaborate. 
Right. It's that's not that's mean. Project. We're not sure anybody should be in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's like let's have three people in the cockpit. Yeah. Who have equal have equal authority. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it just doesn't work. There's Everyone a reason why there's want. a there's a reason why there's the senior pilot, the the lead pilot, right? Mm-hmm. Pete, what's the word I'm looking for for the captain? <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Pete. <laughs> Way to go, Pete. Pete Washburn on the recovery. <laughs> he picked up the fumble. <laughs> a lot of words out there. Yeah, it's hard to miss those easy the ones. Lead sometimes. The lead pilot, the 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 head hog pilot. The, oh, the captain. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just you know, so oh, collaborative. We're going to be collaborative. You know, um, no, you got to have somebody who's qualified and is in charge. It's just mm-hmm. it's that simple. And. Uh, you know, it's just stunning uh, that we're here. That that it's just I think the downside is it feels like we've made, made no progress. Mm-hmm. Well, you're because you, it, what it says is we are phoning in the rest. Of the, we are just handing in the rest of the season because you're not. I mean, Greg Williams is not going to be the head coach next mm-hmm. year. I mean, I, don't, I mean, it wouldn't no. be a terrible head coach. It would be probably better than Hugh, but um, you want him being the defensive coordinator, I imagine. You know, yeah. and it's not. Yeah, so it's it's just uh, and that's really hard with a rookie quarterback just phoning in the this the season um, halfway through, you know that's that's tough. Hey, it's October, man. The time when Browns merchandise goes on sale for yeah. half price. Maybe I'll get that Baker you jersey. Know, so yeah. the only difference this year is it it feels like this is always happening in January. We lose at the Steelers, we fire our coach the next day. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. and because we played the Steelers twice earlier this year, um, you know, it didn't happen. Uh, in January, um, it's it, it, it depended on Hugh too. I mean, I was thinking on the way in, you know, uh, Desmond Harrison and Greg Joseph. If you had, if you had mediocrity switched out for those two, you'd have some. You'd have a number of different wins. You would you'd feel totally different mm-hmm. about the Browns. That's the kicker and the left tackle. Just those two players. Yeah, you would. You know, this would all be different for Hugh and Todd and. Um, it's it's you know they have, they have so much talent they really do have a lot of talent the, the especially 22, 23, 24 year old talent yeah That's, a lot, the expectations are really high but aside from that talent they have Greg Joseph and Desmond Harrison and you know guys that just aren't you know they'll get a, they'll it. get a left tackle in the draft this year which now will be a top five pick mm-hmm. probably yeah I I will say this you know the here's the difference here's a difference right here um breaking news. The three pos- what are the three positions you want to have in the NFL? Quarterback, rusher, oh. lockdown corner. Mm-hmm. This is now an attractive job. Yeah. yeah. It's an attractive job because you have a quarterback, you have a rusher. And you have, you a, have a GM a who's proven to do, go make do. Go Now, get here's something. I was listening to Columbus Radio today and Hooley um, and Spielman, and, and they, they are pretty sure it's going to be Mike McCarthy. Oh, well. Wow. Yeah, that the marriage is over between McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. And McCarthy's a Green Bay guy, and basically what they're starting here in Cleveland is a Green Bay East. Mm-hmm. Dorsey's a Green Bay guy, and uh, I'm not excited about that. You know, I think he is a he's a Pennsylvania guy, so he's a you know, Midwest guy. He's a tough guy, but I don't know, I'm not that doesn't excite me, you know. That doesn't mm-hmm. excite me. Um, does it excite you? It excites me more than some like West Coast guy or um, I don't know some college coach like uh, what's the um, what's the guy for the coaches at uh, 
uh, Lincoln Riley. Yeah, you know, like, I, Matt like, Campbell at Iowa State is really being. Like, it doesn't excite me. I either. don't like. I don't like when. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I'm, I'm wrong, but you know, there's just not. I just like the the NFL. You get a go get an NFL coach. You know, I think those are two different, totally different roles, um, two different jobs. And I, you go get an NFL coach who's used to coaching men, and um, and so I, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of like it. Like I, I really idealistically wanted Mike Pettin to work out because he was a uh, defensive guy, a, a Pennsylvania guy, you know, like I really wanted him to work out. Mm-hmm. He was so far uh, over his head that mm-hmm. it was crazy, but you know, I, yeah. So I, I don't mind it as much, you know, comparatively I to I, other I, guys. I, 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 don't, I don't think the Browns are in a position to take a risk on a college coach or even a Sean McVay, mm-hmm. who, if you know, is 32 years old, is the head coach of the Rams. He's the hot commodity in the NFL. He's the hot girl kind of thing, you know? Yeah. That's what I don't want him um, to do is you go say, well, let's just go do, yeah, go do that. And I don't think be, Dorsey would do that. I don't think he would either. Here's the thing. Mike McCarthy without Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are the yeah. Packers? I mean, you know, it's so easy to judge these guys mm. uh, based on he's had what I think is one of the top three quarterbacks of all time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going back to Unitas. I'm going, you know, I'm going back a long ways mm-hmm. in my lifetime. It's one of the top three ever. Yeah. So it's hard to rate that. Here's here's the here's the lesson for our listeners. And he's kind of underachieved with the, the, one of the greatest I would quarterbacks. Say, I would say time. so too. I mean, I think you know you said the term. They're kind of wasting Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my gosh, the guy like uh, the game the other day with the Packers and Rams was unbelievable. Aaron Rodgers is the equivalent of if LeBron played in Cleveland his whole career. I think it's just yeah, like this is yeah. the greatest player of his generation. He's yeah. just being wasted being away wasted, by yeah. this, you know poor managing. Which yeah, uh, has anything validated LeBron as? the most valuable player of this era, like mm-hmm. the 0-6 start by the Cavaliers. I mm-hmm. mean, just that's the same roster. Yeah. And I have vowed to watch all 82 games this year. You could I have, have taken never, two games off the Warriors. I have never had a vow so tested as right now. Like, I have vowed to support Cleveland mm-hmm. 82 times. I've watched all six games. Thank the Lord for DVR that I can fast <laughs> forward it. And as you know, I can watch uh-huh. a game in a half an hour. Yeah. And it's because it's a bad team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I started to say, okay, 30 wins this year. Oh, no. Then it went down to 20. And I really think they're going to struggle to get out of the teens mm-hmm. and wins. I mean, I, I, I you know, and uh, LeBron, whoo, wow. Same basic team. Same mm-hmm. basic team. Here, here's, the, here's the word that keeps coming up with me with respect to the leadership spiritual lesson, so to speak, of the Browns this year. It's the word urgency. What clearly was reality was there was a sense of urgency. Now we've gone out, we've gotten some talent. Mm-hmm. And in the NFL, you can win quickly. You can turn it around rather quickly. Look at the Rams two years ago. They had the worst offense in the league, and now yeah. they're the model. And I, you know, I just I think of uh, in in speaking when you speak, there has to be a sense of urgency. And in leadership, there has to be a sense of urgency. The interesting thing to me is a parallel is is for me being in a position where I've been a part of a church. It feels like how complicated an NFL franchise must feel. There's so many moving parts. Mm-hmm. There's so many factors, you know. Um, it it and and then you know you have ours, which we're no longer a young church, 
and I'm not young organization. It's it's a maturing organization. It's it's you know the challenges of renewing it are tremendously urgent in light of culture changing. You know the mm-hmm. NFL is a rapidly changing culture. So I want to I want to talk today uh, in my part on this, and I don't know what thoughts you had in terms of application, but. You know, you're Hugh Jackson. You got you got to do it. You got to deliver now. There's only one objective that matters in the NFL, and that's W. Mm-hmm. It's wins. That's it. It's a it's it's a zero sum game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel that. You know, I I just I feel such an urgency to help our culture see its redemptive potential to as a as a country. I mean. Mm-hmm. To help our church see, uh, you know, I feel like we're just getting started. We're almost like a rebuild in many ways. As I talk to you, you know, you're 20, 29, eight. 8, okay, 28, <laughs> I lose track now. Your daughter's 29. Yeah, that's right. Um, let's talk about this issue of urgency. All good speakers have a sense of urgency about them. You must listen to this message today. Mm-hmm. If, you don't, if you don't grab... The audience with a sense of urgency. It doesn't matter how good your material is. You know, Andy Stanley put it well when he said, "You can give the greatest talk ever on how to change a tire, the most captivating talk. But if I don't have a flat tire, I really don't care. Your job is to make me care about that. That someday you are going to need this mm-hmm. message, and you're going to need to know how to change a flat tire. And I, you know." My model for that is to build tension, right? Tension is a re- degree of urgency. We mm-hmm. have to get this. The The end of a message where we talk about together, it's just, is this not who we have to be, right? As a 20, what you say, 28? 28. No, just kidding. 28-year-old, let's talk about the Browns, Southbrook, your job, your life. And what degree of urgency do urgency do you feel? I'm 57, so you know I'm getting to that age where I'm not buying green bananas anymore. <laughs> okay, uh, there's always a sense of urgency mm-hmm. with me. It keeps me young, actually. What about you? Urgency? I don't know. I guess the first thing that comes to mind for me uh, that canvases my life as uh, vocationally, um, domestically, my family. Um, would be that the uh, canvassing thought is uh, the kingdom is near, and that's something that's um, that goes in a lot of directions, and it's it's a really that's a really that's a really uh, you know uh, used quite often throughout scripture, the kingdom of God or the um, Hebrew scripture throughout the New Testament that phrase. So. It's 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 really it's really broad, but I do it does make me think. Um, it's forcefully advancing, and forceful men lay hold of it, and mm-hmm. uh, and it has it, 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 that kingdom idea stretches out. Um, I mean, this is this is this is a series we're in with um, the Sermon on the Mount. Um, it's but it's in the kingdom stretches out into so many different areas. So um, that's you know I've never thought of urgency um, as a principle of. Uh, of family of vocation, but I do, I do, I guess think of it in a sense with the 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 kingdom is present and it's accessible, and it's um, it's active, 
It's active in what it can give. Um, it's active in what it can do as far as um, aid and help and, um, and judge too um, who I am, what I'm doing and what I'm doing with, uh, with this thing that's, that's active. So uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, because it's interesting. Because so you think about that, the kingdom of the eternal. You're talking about. So when we talk about the kingdom, we're talking about the enterprise of God to bring heaven to earth, to bring mm-hmm. His effective range of rule to earth. So the kingdom of God can be within you. It's meant to be within you. Mm-hmm. The effective range of God's rule. And we often think of, and so that's eternal. That's that's mm-hmm. eternal. And we often thinking about the colloquialism. The tyranny of the urgent. Urgent things are seldom important. Important things are seldom urgent. I challenge that thinking. I challenge that thinking. That important things are seldom urgent. Urgent things are seldom important. I don't know. You know, if you're sitting there and you're leading the Browns, man. It's pretty important that you urgently win. Especially if you're the coach. <laughs> especially if you're the coach. I mean, there uh-huh. was there was clearly no time to say we're developing. No, no, we invested. We went out and got Demarius Randall. We went out and got, mm-hmm. you know, these draft picks that have all become player of rookie of the weeks. You know, so yeah. there's that. As as a as a leader of a multifaceted organization, just you know, as one of the leaders here, I. I think it's easy for us to say, oh, it's a big ship. It'll just take a long time to turn around. And now culture's changing so quickly. The weakness of large organizations is, man, you better be nimble. You you better be able to shift. That's a huge challenge. It's urgent to be able to shift your methodology so as to reach culture. And that's never the message. It's the methods that you shift. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's interesting. I challenge that thing. I've always been one that's kind of adhered to urgent things are seldom important or important things are seldom urgent. Oh, wait a minute. The the present rule of God is really important. And I think it's urgent. I, mm-hmm. I feel it. I feel it in light of a city that is has been in a state of deterioration for really 30 years, 40 years. I feel it in light of the opioid crisis. I feel it in light of these kids that are just quitting left and right because there's too much pressure and loss of perspective mm-hmm. in their academia and their athletics. And, um, you know, so I don't know. I, I just, I, I probably feel it too in light of, in light of having done this a long time. I'm, I, I, my, my time is shorter on this end than mm-hmm. it is on the front end. Right. And, but I, but I'm, per, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in it from the perspective of a, would you say 28, 29 year, <laughs> 28 year old. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested in perspective of you because you have, uh, based on the actuarials, you have a lot longer ahead of you than you have behind you mm-hmm. in leadership, in the development of a kingdom reality that meets this culture right now. You have more ahead of you. Yeah, I, th- I you know you're talking about. It. I think urgency um, is a bit of an antidote to the some problems, uh, some problems that don't have a lot of immediate symptoms. You talk about the good life. Um, your leadership podcast was the latest one on the good life, and uh, you know the good life being uh, what's the American good life? Uh, make money, get out of debt, 
retires early to someplace warm with someone that keeps their mouth shut most, most of the time and makes a good bloody Mary. I mean, that's, that's, that's the good life, right? That's the good life. It's, yeah. you know, so what's the, what's the, what's a good night for a parent or a, you know, a mom or a dad would be, um, how quickly and harmlessly can we get the kids to shut up and, and go to bed? Like how quickly can we get them out of our presence? How quickly can we get the boxed wine open? Um, vacation is not a celebration or or anything to be actively pursuing something good. It's more of the the pursuit of not letting bad things happen and not getting in arguments. Not um, you know it's a, it's just a so how quickly can we? Be apathetic, is, is, is so. An, so an antidote to that is is now that I'm hearing you talk about it is um, I think it certainly would be a sense of urgency that um, that uh, things need to happen quickly. I feel that with with um, you know I don't know why, but I, th- I think there's a sense of urgency for me with studying. You know. Um, you know, the, the, the 12 stuff. books stacked here on your There's desk, 12 books uh, that I'm reading that, right now. <laughs> is, that a, is that a sign? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, you're, you're doing a, cause it's just like, there's an urgency yeah. of, uh, mm-hmm. of, um, you know, there's a, like I was, I had a, I had a real, um, intellectually wrestling meeting with my mentor last Wednesday and cause you know, it was just one of those days where I was like, there's a lot to think about. <laughs> like when you stop for a minute and just think about like yeah. the in severe implications of this Jesus guy was who he said he was. That's a that's a whole hell of a lot to stop and think it about is. in your yeah. day, and not just worry about getting the kids to bed and the box wine open. But like that's something you it really is. should should consider and learn about and and figure out. And so that's for well, me. What C.S. The King... Lewis said it well. Right? Remember C.S. Lewis quote: If Jesus is not who he said he is, he's of no importance. If he is mm-hmm. who he said he is, he is of supreme importance. The one thing he cannot be is moderately yeah. important. Like if this is true. Mm-hmm. This is everything. Mm-hmm. It's everything. Yeah, it yeah. hits everything. Yeah, and and there's an urgency to it. You know, you have the if you have the cure for cancer, is there an urgency to that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, is there an urgency if you have that? You like, oh my guy, some gal in a lab has said this is it. And, and I think that's the urgency of the kingdom of, of, of God. The kingdom, the kingdom is near is that it's not something to keep in your back pocket until you get old enough and you believe in it yes. just enough to get into the members only yes. club. It's something that's living and active today that is worth taking your time to think about. What is that? Yeah. And what does that look like for me? And how can I learn more about that? And how can it be accessible enough to where I can, I can use it and it can use me uh, today. And and that's 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 where I feel my urgency, and that's where I would hope other people would feel their urgency. Is there is a there is just a lot to think about, and if and um, yeah, there's there's not a lot to feel good about, but if you think about important things, I think you'll feel better, you know. And um, mm-hmm. and that's where I think that's where my urgency comes from. Yeah, I agree. As you're talking there, I was thinking of Mark one fifteen. Jesus, Mark gets right to the point. His book, the gospel of Mark is a book about urgency that 31 times I think immediately is used immediately. Jesus turned immediately. They dropped their nets immediately. Jesus said, and so there's an urgency. Mark is saying we have got to get this now, but it, he begins, he doesn't, he says, I'm not even going to deal with births. I'm mm. not going to deal with singing angels and shepherds. He goes right into Jesus comes onto the scene and says, the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm-hmm. Repent and believe the good news. Boom. So the idea, you know, that's our basis for all discipleship here is we adopted the learning circle, which is based on that verse, Mm -hmm. is the king, the time has come, which is kairos, the moment is here. It's not chronos, chronology, 
It's Kairos. A significant event is happening in front of you right now. The rule of God has come in me. You want to know what God is like. I am God. I am. This is what the Father is like. Repent, change your minds, and believe. Put it into action, the good news. And I just love how succinct and crisp that is mm-hmm. in a context of a gospel written to people in Rome who are suffering, and they've got to get it now, mm-hmm. right? And I guess I just feel, you know, a lot of times I feel as a leader, I'm like Robert Schuller when he went to, Robert Schuller when he went to Orange County, California in the 1960s, and he said, you know, somebody has to set free those of us who have been drugged by success. Some of us has, to, somebody has to awaken the, um, the 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 populace that is anesthetized to faith because of the abundance around us. And I think sometimes for me, the urgency of that message is not only do I want to help that opioid addict and create a place that reaches them, but I want to set, you know, Southbrook, Sam and Sally who are just fine with the good life. Mm -hmm. As long as they have their box of wine at the end of the day and, and they're comfortable, you know, and, and it's like this good life and they're heading toward, Boca Raton, I know. I mean, that's where they're heading. Their life is heading that way. But that there's more, and that is to put your life into play because the kingdom is here. It's here right now. Mm-hmm. And I I feel that urgency. The Browns have got to win now. The mm-hmm. kingdom. Kansas City this week. Let's do it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the uh, it, you know, and so that's the lesson today. Boy, can anyone... I challenge you to bring a lesson from Hugh Jackson and the Cleveland Browns more important than urgency. Right? <laughs> I mean, that, that is, but I've been thinking about that a lot. Anything else from you? Any thoughts on this as we close this session of Chucked? Anything else from you that you want to hear, get to our listeners about the importance of turning, repenting, and turning around the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> your life, your. Your go, kingdom. yeah, just go th- uh, think and read and think about it and write about it and speak about it. I think that's just, those are just some yeah. really important things to to making your life better is uh, read and think and write and speak. Yep. There you go. So, until next time on Chucked and hopefully um, following maybe a shocking Browns win over the Chiefs. I mean, I would just so be them this week to turn it around and just beat the Chiefs this week. And I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm not surprised by anything. Um, until next time on Chucked, this is Charles Braxton. That's Austin Charles. Take care. Take care.